EV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. When I say off the grid, what do you picture? A cabin in the forest on an island with a veggie patch and probably some solar panels. For sure, the last one. Joining this episode of the podcast is Steve Unger, Senior Project Engineer here at Shift. For episode one of two, we call, Do I Really Want to Live Off-Grid? Steve, welcome. Thank you, Chris. This is kind of your specialty at Shift, right? That's right. We want to start right at the beginning. What does off-grid mean? Right. Well, I guess we would need to contrast that with on-grid. Um, so on-grid is the typical thing. You're connected to BC Hydro or Fortis or whatever you power utility services you across the country. That would be considered grid tie or grid interactive. In that instance, typically, uh, most people don't have batteries. You're just simply feeding the solar energy into your house or back to the grid uh, for credit, as the case may be. Net metering, which we've talked about before. Exactly. Yeah, that's net metering. And like I said, that's probably 95% of the solar, at least in Canada, is grid tie. But what happens is you say, if you're, you know, on the remote island in the middle of nowhere with your veggie patch (laughs) um, and you still want some electricity, um, that would be off-grid. There's no grid. There's no available. There's no BC Hydro. There's no SAS power. There's no New Brunswick power. There's nothing. And that's where the wonderful technology of solar and solar panels come into play. Right. What's the main motivation for people? Uh, I I would say it's probably twofold. Uh, First of all, it there is that group of people who just want to live off grid. They don't want to be connected to the utility and they want to live a particular lifestyle. The other ones are the ones who just don't have an option. You know, you're out on an right. island in the middle of the Juan de Fuca Strait. Sorry, no BC Hydro there. You, you have no choice. 100%. It's quite the lifestyle choice to go off grid. You know, when, at Shift, when we start the process of talking off grid with somebody, the conversation is all uh, an education and awareness raising, talking about what it is like to live off-grid before you even get into talking about solar panels or inverters or batteries or any of that stuff. People have to, their lives follow a different flow. You know, you're, you're kind of following the sun, you're following the energy that's available, and you have to live your life according to that. It's um, kind of like, it's almost therapeutic in a way. Yeah. A lot of people say once they get into it, they love it because you're following the flow of the day. You're following the natural rhythms of the environment and of, of the sun. And, you know, as an example, you do your laundry or vacuum, you know, on a nice sunny afternoon. Right. Because your batteries are charged and you have all this extra energy that's available versus on a cloudy day, you kind of cuddle in and, and right. conserve energy because your batteries aren't going to get topped up because you don't have the sunlight out there uh, available. And that's the thing, batteries, right? We use the grid, an off-grid situation, you're filling up uh, those batteries. That's right. Yeah. And the batteries, you know, you can get larger, smaller battery banks, but the batteries eventually you will run out of out of energy. You only have a certain amount of capacity versus as you point out on the grid, You know, everyone just assumes that the grid has an infinite amount of energy available. So yeah, off-grid also, I think there's a whole philosophical component to it as well. And almost the way we probably should live. Yeah. Doing your laundry when the sun is up and you have that energy to dry your laundry in the sun or in a dryer, if you will. Yeah. 
In terms of shift clients, what percentage would you say shift gets from off-grid? I, I would guess probably 5%, uh, maybe around that. I, I would say the percentage is starting to go up. And I guess the other thing we're starting to see more of is clients who are doing grid tie with battery backup. So that's kind of a hybrid between the two. And that provides that if the grid goes down, basically your health house goes into off-grid mode and you still can run certain appliances and uh, electronics in your home. Say it's January. It's been two, three months of gray days. How does someone living off-grid get that power? Is it they're just reliant on the day, the weather? Yeah, no, most, most people have a generator. Ah, okay. And then what happens is in the really gray days in the winter, you have to supplement with, with a generator. Gasoline, diesel, propane is not, you know, what we like to use. Right. But there are certain realities. And, and I will say those people for the rest of the year, you know, for 95% of the year are running off the sun. Yeah. They're only using, only 5% of their energy is coming from fossil fuels. And they probably don't like cl- clicking that generator on. <laughs> no, some people are, <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, you know, going back to your previous quote, that's another reason why a lot of people go solar because many of them in this, these remote locations, all they had was a generator. So if you wanted power, you ran your generator all day long or while you're trying to do something. With solar and with the batteries, you know, they can top up their batteries and, and then supplement it with their generator if they need to. So their generator typically isn't running very much at all. Solar's a lot quieter. It's a lot quieter, <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, next week, uh, we're heading up to a uh, resort on the west coast of Vancouver Island to do an assessment for them there because they run this kayaking resort. And unfortunately, right now, they're running diesel generators all day long to supply power to the resort, which, of course, is completely in contrast to the, uh, I guess, the aesthetics and the environment that they're trying to develop there. Yeah, customer service, and you got... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. The Solar PV Cast by Shift, leading the transition to a renewable future. Steve Unger, Senior Project Engineer for Shift, joining the Solar PV Podcast right now. Yourself, you go out for shift, you go to these sites, you do these assessments. Does, a, does an off-grid setup really stand out in your mind that you've done? There's a, a lot of them. And, I, I, you know, I love doing it because of the people you get to know and, and you get to meet. And, you know, the, the example we were just talking about, somebody who had a generator running. We've been doing a lot of work on Sydney Island here on the west coast of, of BC. It, it, we kind of find that, you know, you get into one place and then all of a sudden everybody gets your name and you start right. doing all these jobs yeah. nearby. I uh, mean, the, the project is your resume. Exactly. I mean, the neighbor comes over. What's going on? I mean, word of mouth, right? And, and in those communities in that world, word of mouth is kind of king, isn't it? Well, especially on the, in these remote places, anyone who shows up and knows what they're doing right. is, is like gold. Do you, sorry to cut you off, and I'll <laughs> <okay>. circle back. <laughs> Do you find um, those living off-grid, I would imagine somebody who's decided to live off-grid is very well researched. Do you find that when you go and have these conversations, they already have a pretty good idea of what you're talking about? Yes and no. I would say the older crowd, they were extremely well researched. They knew what they were talking about. They realized what it was to live off-grid. They were very, I'm going to say miserly in a positive spin with their energy. 
right? They were very careful, right? You know, they always turned their lights off when they left the room. You know, everything was, you know, oftentimes they would have power bars on all their appliances so they could, un, you know, switch it off to get rid of phantom loads during the night, etc. They were very, very good that way. I think there's a new breed of people coming out now who want to get back to nature, want to live in those kind of environments, want to live more remotely, but in some ways want to take some of the conveniences of living in the city with them. Right. The phone's got to be charged for TikTok all the time. Exactly. Or, (laughs) you know, I I want to have my wine cooler, you know, running 24-7. So that becomes a process talking to these people and getting them to realize that, I mean, we can do that. If you have the money, we can right. certainly do that. Yeah. Um, but your other option is, you know, maybe you just dig a big hole in the ground. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. works. Make yeah. your own cellar. That's yeah. funny. Back to the projects. Yeah, anything that sticks out that you can kind of, you look back and a feather in your hat and say, wow, that was a great project we, we did. Yeah, I, I, I guess a couple come to mind. The most recent one, we were talking about getting rid of your generator. So on Sydney Island, these people... Basically, they had to run their generator anytime they wanted electricity. So we haven't even finished the project yet, but we went there and we installed an inverter and a battery bank for them. And now what they do is they run the generator for a couple hours every other day and charge up their batteries. And then they don't have to listen to any noise for, you know, for two or three days. Now we will go back and we'll install the solar panels. But for them, going from listening to a generator 24, well, not seven, but, you know, a lot, a lot, to listening it to it like for two hours every two or three days, it was just a godsend to them. Right. They came to me and they said, oh my, I can't believe it. You know, we're here on this beautiful island and all we hear is we said, all yeah. day long. And they said, now it's quiet. I can hear the birds. I can hear the squirrels. Which is the whole goal of going off grid. Totally, totally. So that was one. I did another project actually uh, here outside uh, Victoria. It was actually a riding ring an off-grid riding ring and oh, wow. uh, really like wonder- horses horses yeah. yeah 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 she's um she runs an equestrian school yeah amazing woman and yeah she just had this vision her architect her builder her electrician all told her this is crazy this will never work you need a you know you need a 400 amp service in this place you know you're you're nuts and we worked through the whole process and eventually yeah we got the you know it up and running she's got i can't remember 72 solar panels up there and yeah, it's been running for about two years now, and the generator comes on every once in a while in the winter, but for the most part, she's she's off-grid. Amazing. Yeah. How do you yourself feel uh, when you look back in this, this wild world of climate change, and how do you yourself feel playing the role you play with Shift and when you have stories like this, where somebody's so pleased that they're using the sun's energy to solve their problems? Yeah. For me, it's like you alluded back to, this is actually how humans need to live. This is, you know, living off-grid is how every other animal on the planet, probably every other species on the planet lives. And this is ultimately how humans have to live. So seeing people embracing this and realizing, you know, how good their life can actually be and that they're not really sacrificing much of anything by going off-grid and at the same time, they're they're living in such a much more sustainable way. It's very, uh, you know, very empowering for me. It's great. We could keep going. Um, we're going to have you back for another episode. And that's where if you listening are thinking, hey, 
I want to wake up when the sun wakes up, and I want to go to bed when the sun goes to bed, and I want to go off grid. There's definitely some equipment needs, and we'll address that in another episode. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure being here. The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.